everybody. Welcome <laughs> to our second episode. Uh, you're all bodies, according to Arya, but welcome to our second station. Hope everyone's week has been great since you last heard our voices. It's been crazy. What do you mean everybody's a body, according to Arya? Well, the way you said everybody, which is... Which is the way to say the word, everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just, wow. So... I don't know. I, I've never heard that way of speaking in the North American realm of conversation. What are you talking about? <laughs> How do you say everybody? Everybody. Oh, you say buddy. Like, oh, hey, buddy. <laughs> you know what? Either you're a body or you're a buddy. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we've peaked a lot so far. Welcome to our episode and uh, today we're talking about something that I think a lot of people have been dealing with during the pandemic that's been going on, as well as just the generally. coronavirus pandemic. Yes, I think just generally, I mean, a lot of students and adults and everyone faces it. I face it a ton. And in case you're wondering what that is, it is the dreaded job search. Well, they can read the title. They clicked on the episode. All right. I don't know what our title is yet. It's so. probably going to have the words job searching in it or something. All right. So. They know. It's it's <laughs> it's the job search um, conversation and just. And it's a good time to have it since there's a fresh wave of new graduates entering the workforce now. Exactly. Um, one of them sitting right next to me. Yeah. <laughs> Woohoo. I just recently completed his degree so he is fresh off the university i'm a big boy now he's a big boy now gotta get him off the diapers so okay wow had a good joke and you took it too far no no that's that's (laughs) how they say it you're a big kid now you know (laughs) pampers anyways um so in regards to this topic we have a few few tips as well as just generally how to deal with it how to be prepared for it and how to ensure your form of success gets achieved. Yes. I couldn't agree more with you, Tashra. <laughs> um, so, let's get started. <laughs> let's get started. Take it away. So, I mean, the first thing you want to do is most of us, when you're looking for a job, whether you're you know in high school looking for a job or you're in university looking for your co-op, postgraduate, been working in the field for years... You want to always have a clear idea of what you want. Um, and Well, I'm going to counter-argue that when you're in school and stuff, you kind of just have to take what you can get. No, I, I if, understand. If it's like a co-op position, you're trying to like... I know for a lot of fields, it can be really hard to get a co-op in your field when you're a student. But I mean, you studied software. Yeah. You're not going to take a graphic job. You're not going to take someone who does UX and UI because that's not what your skill set is and you don't know anything about that so you do have a specific target you're right you know what you've proven me wrong (laughs) as you usually do (laughs) take notes (laughs) um so I mean in that sense you want to you want to have a clear idea of what you want and Arya's right you don't always get exactly what you want but you know where to aim your target even if the arrow doesn't fly straight at it um 
And so that comes with a lot of different elements, you know, starting with your actual role and what you want in in that role and how that's defined. I mean, you can have the flexibility of what it is, but you just want to define where you're heading and then that helps you narrow your job search down from like a million to maybe a couple thousand <laughs> and i guess like how specific you get is sort of based on where you are in your career so if right. you're just starting out as a student you can't really afford to get too specific but you still know at least like what what type of industry you want to be in maybe maybe not let's just i don't know yeah i mean if you're a bachelor of arts and you don't know or business and stuff where it's more you're exploring but that's exactly the point you can still choose an area to explore or you can even have it like you know one or two targets where you're like I want these general areas and then when you job search you find a bit more specific series mm-hmm. of positions that you can then go and apply or look at and um you know it, it can also be a process you're developing as you go along where you find the job description and you're like oh actually that's not what I want and you find that you have to modify what you're looking for and that's totally okay that happens all the time um, I've done it. Um, And with that, once you have that specified, that leads to a lot of um, side things, which I think a lot of people generally don't think about or they don't think they have any control over or just settle on. Um, Can Can you explain what you mean by side things? So there's a few different elements. Um, We can go down that, but you want to think about your compensation You know, a lot of people, and I know I've been there, everyone's been there, and sometimes you have to, but you want to have a ballpark range of what is average for your, at least what your role should be, and you want to make sure you're not being taken advantage of or underpaid in any way. That tends to happen a lot in different industries. I know, like, for me in the design field, it's happened a bit. I've seen it happen to your friends. Yeah, and it's shocking, but... um, Shocking. You want to you want to have that, and you want to be able to be aware of it, and not just go in and be like, okay, well, I guess this is it, because it's you have to you have to understand that there's standards for living and standards for your job, and you have an education or you don't. Either way, you have certain series of skills that you got this job for, um, and with that comes the value for those skills, and that is your compensation. Yeah. Um, it's the value of your time mixed with the value of the skills that you have acquired. Yep, and your experience. So that obviously varies, but just be aware of that and go in with a range so you have an idea of where you want to be. Um, Another thing I think, I don't know if this is the right time to talk about it, but let's say you have an idea of what kind of compensation you think you should be getting. I would say unless you're, you're incredibly desperate for a job, you absolutely need money to come in ASAP, don't be afraid to reject an offer if it's mm. well below what you deserve. Yep. And I think that's what I meant by settle. People just get scared that there's nothing better out there, especially in today's economy. Like, I mean, a lot of people believe the scarcity mindset of like, there's not a job for me. There's not a job. But I mean, go on LinkedIn. There's go millions on of Google. jobs. There are so many jobs and I'm not saying there's no competition, but if We'll talk about this, but when you're ready for something, people want you. They understand your value and they will pay for you. And you should believe in that and work on that before anything else. And, you know, we'll we'll talk about that a little later. But it's a huge part of 
why you're working. It's to get paid. Yeah. So you don't want to give up your time to somebody when they're not valuing you for it. Absolutely. And another point, when an, an employee is underpaid, generally they're drive is going to be a lot less than an employee right. that feels appreciated and fairly valued, right? So you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot because since you're feeling undervalued, you're probably not going to work as hard. You're probably not going to advance in that company. You're probably not going to get glowing recommendations for your next position. And and it speaks volumes about the company, which is another thing you want to be aware of is like, what are their values? You know, what is their culture how do they fit with what you're looking for? Because that is a huge thing. It's the people you're going to work with. It's the reputation you're having on your resume. It's the connections you're going to build to hopefully get you that next job. And you're not just going to take any company, you know, with anybody who's not someone you would a want to be working every day. You know, the hours you spend working every week are ridiculous. And the fact that you have to do it with all these people, you just... You want to be in a situation where the people around you are influencing you in that positive way to bring you up. And that is such a huge part of work culture that and it's hard to gauge that right away. I mean, when you're getting a, you know, a feel of the job field. But when you like a company, just do a little bit of research, see what their website is like, see what they talk about, see the people they work with. Um, if there's people on, on websites that you know are connected to, you know, Ask them and just get a feel for it so you're aware of that. And maybe you won't know it till later, but I think it's a huge part of your job search where you understand, you know, everyone wants to go and work for like Google or Microsoft. And that's because they have great perks. They know how to treat their employees yeah. super great. Although funny enough, the average tenure of a Google employee is like three years or something like that, at least for their software Probably engineers, I know. No, I've actually like seen like exit interviews for a lot of them and they all basically say the same thing where they're just like, it's not what it seems. Like I didn't love it. Mm -hmm. They kind of just got tired of it. So, I mean, that's what we mean. You you don't always know it. You, it may seem like glamorous until you get in there and then yeah. you're like, the curtain gets pulled back and you're, you're kind of shocked at it. But um, with that, it's also the understanding that you want to be aware Another factor is the company size, and that leads to the fact that is it a small company, a larger one? Do you see your growth potential, or is this just like a baby step in your plan of growth? Like, understand when you are applying to places, what your goal is when you're applying to them. Absolutely. And, and how that influences your future. And if you're like me, like maybe you don't know what your future holds, and that's 100% okay, but you still want to understand. Do you want to be an executive one day? Do you want to have your own company one day? Do you Are you happy working for other people in team settings? Like that's 100% mm -hmm. okay. It's just you need to define that for yourself and explore that for yourself and see that those options are available for you to explore because there's a lot of companies where they just they'll hire you and they have zero growth set up. Yeah, for you. so I guess to set up like an anecdotal example, if you're going into a big company, you probably expect to not have a lot of growth or at least have a tougher time growing. I mean, that's not true. I've, I've, I think, in fact, there are certain setups where if you are with a big company, you may not always see vertical growth where you're, you're going up a ladder, but you have the opportunity to go into different departments, maybe, and explore different things. Yeah. Okay. That's an interesting way to look at it. And so it may lead you to something else. And 
bigger companies do still need, you know, higher ups. Sometimes it no, just I depends. Know. You have to, you have, this is what I mean, the culture though. Mm-hmm. You have to see that there are people who build up from inside versus people who hire from the outside. Because a lot of companies do that where they go externally and they'll find people who are not already nurtured internally. And so then that makes their employees feel really shitty because it's like, I've been here for like six years. You've never promoted me. And now you're going to find some schmuck on the street and you're like, oh, you have the experience I want when I've been here the whole time loyal to you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and a lot of people get let down when they, they don't realize that's something that's going on in the company. But I think honestly, you can tell pretty quickly that how? that's how it, it's going to yeah. be. You know, yeah, you probably can if you just like watch out for the signs. Mm-hmm. But um, if you go like to a smaller company, right? Like let's say right. it's like a startup. Right. You have very high potential for advancement and growth in a, in a startup, for example. Because they're probably going to have you doing a higher variety of work. Yeah. I think the thing with the smaller companies is your your level of knowledge base generally grows a lot faster because your responsibilities are a lot more diverse. Yeah. Um, the breadth is wider. Exactly. But I, I know I have some good friends in smaller companies and they have the same issue where they're like, we don't have the opportunity to go up, you know? And so I I don't think you can necessarily say it's small or big. I just think to be aware of that for yourself as something that you're looking for or you want in the future and just exploring that. Um, do you have anything to add to that list? Um, Not really. Not really. I mean, another thing that I think is important, I don't know if you've already touched on it, <laughs> Go on. but is like work Ladies flexibility. Ladies and gentlemen, he has been paying attention <laughs> to our own conversation. <laughs> I hope no one's asleep. Uh, <laughs> no, like work flexibility, like for example, is working remotely something that's important to mm-hmm. you, uh, is working... In um, office culture, like in office teams. culture, or like even something like your hours. Right. Do you want to be working nine to five, or do you just want to be working, let's say, still eight hours a day, but you choose which eight hours of the day you're working? Right, and everyone's different. Like Arya actually really likes nine to five. He likes his hours set, and he likes to, you know, then have his time at the end of the day. Whereas I'm a personality type where my hours are everywhere. Like so I feel really productive and creative in the morning and then in the afternoon I'm ready for a nap and then at (laughs) night I'm ready to go again and uh so if you were to when I've been in a nine-to-five in that position it's a waste of my time to just be there in the afternoon because my productivity goes nilch nilch so (laughs) it's something you also as you go along you learn but um it's it's really nice when you have a workplace that gives you that opportunity right. of flexibility. And especially now, I mean, everyone's adapting to right. work from home. I mean, unfortunately some jobs just due to their nature can't be remote. That's true and as well. Like if it's like a, if you're a, nurse. a hands-on job. Yeah. Like, like a nurse, for example, <laughs> something hands-on, something that you cannot do virtually. That's, that's a fair point. Um, so, but that's but a limitation yeah, but, yeah. that you have to be aware of when exactly. you're Exactly. If it is something that, is possible in your field and it is something you want then just keep it in mind during your job search and maybe you know throughout your interviews and stuff you could make it known that that's something that is important to you and that is that's just the nature of it but it's just 
I think all these points are simply to point out when you are are doing the job search before you start, take your time to write all these things out and yeah. just you know write list down what it you want. out in bullet points even. But it's just so your awareness gets to the point where you understand what you're looking for. Yeah, you know what you want. You're not gonna. You know, unless, again, like you desperately need the money, you're not going to accept just any job offer that comes your way. Because you never know. You accept an offer and there was an even better offer coming your way that you've now just closed the door to. Mm -hmm. Not to say don't take an offer if you need it, but... Yeah. But as Arya said, it's, it's simply for you to understand your baseline. And really, you should have a baseline. You should have like a, you know, a number and a setup that you're not willing to go below. You should have standards, okay? It's like, it's like yeah. dating, okay? You have standards. It is dating. It's even more important than dating in a way because you're spending a lot of time with these people. With these, yeah. Like, you're giving up a lot of your time and your skills and you're maybe you're hoping that one day you can marry this company in maybe. the sense that you're going to stay with them long term yeah so you know keep your eyes out don't, don't up your standards don't just take the first dog it, that comes your way yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, i didn't say that you did <laughs> <laughs> um okay so we should go to our next point yes which is now that you know what job you want, you've you've written it out, you know what your, you know... Dream, dream, dream boy. Job, quote, quote, unquote, dream job is. Do you have all the requirements for the job? So, I mean, this is like... And this is something you do. And... Wow, I, I don't know how to articulate it. But um, this is something you do. Maybe if you've heard about manifestation and stuff, people say all the time, you know, write out what you want, write out what you want, and see, like, how it goes. But... Do you have everything that they Manifestation want? Manifestation is just one piece of the puzzle. That's right. Like, do you have everything that they want um, that, that you would qualify for? Because mm -hmm. you can't say you want to be, like, the best chef in the world if you only know how to make macaroni and cheese. Exactly. Right out of the box. Like, It's nice to have, like, dreams and, like, stuff. But if if you're setting out for the goal of getting a job like that, like, being the like a chef or something and you again only know how to make macaroni like you need to work on your own skills first and foremost because you're setting up you're setting up for failure at that point you know yeah you, you, absolutely you're, you're saying yourself up for failure. you're saying i want this but you have nothing to get there and so it's kind of like a ladder you have to make sure all the rungs are there to get to the top otherwise you're not gonna get there and you're just gonna feel disappointed in yourself so once you set it up as like, hey, this is the point I want to be at, make sure you have what you need to be there. And different jobs have different expectations uh -huh. and different um, skills or requirements. Uh -huh. Some need university degrees, some don't. Some, need... some might need portfolios if they're like a more creative type yep. field. Some need websites. You know, some need you to have different projects that you have live or something um and they a lot of job interviews have testing you know this is especially true in my field which is software i would say basically every every interview for a serious company will involve some sort of test and it's like a, a practical technical test to test your your programming test your knowledge your theory you know whatever it, it may be and I think the other thing is, you know, you may you may think like, ah, if I don't have this, they'll still hire me. And maybe they will. Maybe. 
I'm but when you start doing it, you're going to realize how screwed you are because you don't know how to do it. And they're going to realize that pretty quickly too. So you're setting yourself up for failure in a different way. And it's probably going to hurt you more because you just lied to somebody, um, you know, and they were, they had expectations and you wasted their time and you wasted your time. And now you have to go back to that job hunt. So you might as well just work on building up all those aspects and making sure you have them. You basically just want to make yourself the best candidate possible. That's right? right. If not for the job, for yourself. If you want to be, you know, I'm just going to use like my own field as, as an example because it comes naturally to me. If you want to be a web developer, for example, start making websites, start learning different frameworks, start um, taking courses, uh, you know, yeah. put in the work, put yeah. in the work. And I mean, like um, last summer, an example would be I was I was kind of like let go of my job because of COVID and I had to take a minute to be like, Oh, what do I want to do? And I did the exact same thing. Um, and then in the free time I would just, you know, take some courses on LinkedIn learning or build myself up, um, do some work, you know, meet with other creatives cause that's my field. And it, it just made me feel better about myself because that's another point of it. It's your confidence, you know, how you feel about doing the work you're going to do and there's always going to be things you need to learn mm-hmm. and be on top of. So if you can't do it from the get-go, you're not going to do it when you're in it either. Confidence is so important. I feel like when you're in an interview, like recruiters can smell confidence. That's 100%. If you're going, if you're going in there and you're nervous about whether or not you're right for the job, they're going to see that. They're yep. going to sense that. And that just goes back to like be prepared. If you want to be, um, you know, a salesperson, like... Uh, that was a bad example because I don't know what sort of things they need to do. <laughs> well, you need to be a people's person. So if you go into like a freaking interview and you can't even talk to the interviewer, they're going to yeah. definitely not hire you. Right. So like whatever your, you know, your whatever your dream job was, whatever your goal was, like you need to be the best possible candidate for that job. And that's my, that's, I think that's the point you need to realize is that when people complain about not getting jobs, they, they just keep blaming it, you know? The field is hard. It's it's new graduates every day. And that is fair. Those are all fair points. But what are you doing about yourself to make sure that you're the best for the company? Because right. if there are better people, yeah, they're not going to want to hire you. You know, they're paying you for your time. And especially if they're a great company, they want the best as well. So they're going to hire the best candidate that they, they can possibly get. So exactly. Be so, the best candidate you can be. So you need to you need to believe in yourself and believe that you have it to then convince someone else that they can believe in mm-hmm. you. Um, Another important point is having the right set of tools for this job. Right. You want to make sure your resume is good. Have your resume proofread. I see a lot of people not doing this. Oh my god, I've done that before. I've I've handed out resumes with typos in them before. Yeah, yeah, and so have I, and I've. I didn't get hired. You know, you know, it's it's crazy though, because people, I mean, when I was fresh out of school, I was sending off resumes to every design agency there was. And I was like, oh, here. And there was a time where I kid you not, I sent the wrong resume. Well, I think it was maybe the cover letter wasn't the resume with the wrong name of the freaking company. Yikes. Three times. I was like, 
oh, I'll follow up and be like, I made a mistake. I'm sorry. Here you go. And I still had the wrong name. And then the third time I wrote the wrong name. And then I was just like, I'm, I'm not, I'm just blocking this email, pretending it doesn't exist anymore. But, yeah. and well, I mean, I feel that's like the just whole, me underprepared. The whole cover letter thing, I feel like is kind of BS how companies expect, like, especially somebody who, like a new grad who's applying to like many, many, many different places. Like, it's pretty ridiculous that they have to be writing unique cover letters for every single position. But you know what? That's a separate tangent on its own. I mean, I don't want to get mean, into it. I mean, on that note, though, when you do have a job that you really want, like, yeah, that is your really, dream job, yeah. you, Put, should, you should write one. You should make that personal. And, I mean, you did that. I if did. you want to share, like, your story in terms of how it worked out for you, because... It leads to one of the other tools, which is, you know, LinkedIn. LinkedIn, super important tool. Guys, I new grads so especially. I have so many friends. Guys, utilize LinkedIn. I see so many of my friends not on LinkedIn and they're, you know, struggling to find jobs in their field. Guys, 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 use and LinkedIn. Girls. And, okay, guys is unisex. <laughs> okay, my female gals. friends, gals as well, guys. And gals, <laughs> use LinkedIn. What I basically did was in the final summer of my university career, so that's the summer between my second last year and my last year, I was looking for a co-op position. And I kid you not, I must have applied to over 80 places. 80. Maybe even more, but I because I wrote down each place I applied to just to like, keep track of it. <laughs> so that list was like over 80 places. And then I applied to some places without putting them on my list just because they were like, okay, like... It's probably never going to happen, but like, whatever, I'll just apply. So it was probably like a hundred places I reply, I applied to. Rejection after rejection after rejection. Some of them even like interview, second interview, third interview, and then rejection. So like... And yeah, and it, and it, it is hard. It is so I, hard. I think something else you should, if you have this as, you know, you're, you're lucky enough, just have someone there. That you can talk to. Oh my god, and yes. And you can have you a can friend. Yeah. <laughs> have a friend. Because you're going to... if Because it's just a numbers game at the end of the day. If you are a good candidate and you are putting in the work, it's just a numbers competition. game. You have a lot of competition. So it is a numbers game. Um, yeah, you can't expect like, this is it for me. Just going to apply to three companies. It's, no. it's not university. It really isn't. It's a whole other level. Yeah. You have to be like a top, top dog in like the prime of your career if you think you're just going to apply to three places, and, you know? <laughs> like fresh out of school? Yeah, they're going to want Maybe me. if you're like fresh out of Google, <laughs> you could maybe <laughs> apply to three places and feel good. Anyway, that's besides the point. Harvard. Guys, don't... Rejection is tough, but... Don't let it stop you. Don't let it stop you. It's you're... easy to say on the other side, but it is true. Yeah, like you're going to feel down... You're going to be going through these interviews. You're going to get that generic rejection letter. Or worse, they're not even going to send you anything. It's just going to oh, radio silence. It can be tough. It can be so disheartening. You're going to, you might feel like you're not good enough. And I don't, I honestly don't even know what tips I can give other than you just have to be strong and get through it. Because You just have to know it's not personal. At the end of the day, it's really not personal. It's their company. They just need the best person they can get for the best price that they can get. And it's not that you're not good. It's just that 
you weren't what they were looking for. And I honestly believe that, the, and this was what happened in Arya's case. Like I was like, something better is waiting for you. You have to truly believe that. Like mm-hmm. you have to understand that every rejection is leading you somewhere and it's not stopping you. It from can be hard that. to see the light at the end of the tunnel, but you should, you, that's a great thing to keep repeating to yourself. Even when you might even find it hard to believe that there is something waiting for you at the end of the tunnel and it's the best possible thing for you. And it's, so can I tell them what happened with you a little bit where you, you, I'll tell them. I'll go tell for them. it. Okay. I can't, I'm not a good storyteller apparently. No, I, <laughs> I want to tell my own story. <laughs> go for it. So I had gone through, you know, these 80, 80, you know, applications, to all these different companies, but there was one company that really stood out to me and that was Indigo. And my Canadian listeners will know Indigo books and retail is Canada's largest bookstore very it's a household name in Canada Mm -hmm. um I earlier that summer and that whole year basically I had gotten into reading I had never really been a reader but that whole year I had just suddenly like found a passion for reading and I had started reading so much and then I kept thinking to myself I would love to mix my two passions now of reading and and web development and I would love to work at Indigo and he was passionate about both of them like yeah (laughs) um and there was no jobs at at indigo i i I looked on their website i looked on their you know whatever job postings area there was nothing that could fit me but i wanted it so bad so i went on linkedin and i literally looked through every single employee on linkedin that worked at indigo until i found one of their recruiters right one of their talent whatever they call talent acquisition people and I, I don't know if I should drop her name. I, no, no, I'm not no, going to no, drop, no, her name. drop her name. If she's listening, I love you so much. Anyway, I I sent a message to, you know, this lovely, lovely recruiter. And I said, you know, hey, I really love the company. I, you know, I'm a pretty, you know, not to boost myself up or anything, but I'm a pretty <laughs> capable web developer, you know, I, and I, I'm in school. I would absolutely love to intern for Indigo. And she came back to me and she said, um, you know, we're not hiring right now, <clears throat> but I'd love to like talk to you more and get to know you. So I ended up going out for uh, a coffee with her and she even gave me a tour of literally the... pre-COVID pre-COVID. Yeah. No, but like right before COVID was starting. I oh think. yeah. Right before COVID. Well, yeah, no, it was, it was before COVID. It was probably like January or yeah. something. Yeah. So before COVID. COVID was hitting the world, but it wasn't here yet. So it wasn't like a real, I don't thing. think we had even heard about it oh, yet we at had. that point. No, it was like I don't in think China. So. I remember hearing about it. Anyways, point being that it was still okay. So like, yeah, point being there was no job, right? But she gave me a tour of the Indigo offices, right? It's just some random kid gave me a tour. We went out to coffee. We talked about, you know, who I am, what my, you know, you know, what my hobbies are, all that stuff. And like, I showed her, you know, earlier, that's another point earlier that summer, I I knew I wanted to become a web developer. I didn't have any websites. I hadn't made any websites. So I just took the time to make a personal website for myself, but I coded it entirely myself. So I built that website and it's live. You know, you can go, look, you can go on it right now if you want. It's ariavatan.ca. Plug. Plug. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, so I did all that stuff. And then she was like, you know, thank you for meeting me. And, you know, if, if anything comes up, we'll be in touch. Maybe I next think, year. Yeah, I think the intention with, that conversation was like she was like oh once you graduate there's definitely something we'll have for you 
And that was what you left with. I remember you telling me that. Yeah. Your memory is... Uh, my memory is... Maybe glitch. you should continue telling the story. Because my memory is a little foggy. Uh, yeah, no. I, you were super excited. You were like, oh my god, it was so nice. I love the place. I she mean, was so lovely. She was yeah. so nice to me. Like, just... For, you know, for I feel like as a recruiter, she must get so many people messaging her and just... And you know what? Like, I remember my reaction was, you messaged her? You don't know her? What? Like, and I'm not a person who does that. So to me, I was like, he's so brave. Um, and he got that reply and he was talking to her. But yeah, he was kind of like, okay, well, it's not a right now thing. So I guess I won't be working with Indigo right now. And that was why he also you know, went and applied to like 80, 90 places. Well, I think I probably already applied to like You'd 72 to few, at that point. <laughs> but no, but your goal, I remember you, you still wanted Indigo. Yeah, early on so Indigo like was a goal. holding out on it, but then, yeah. you, you know, the desperations, because he had to get it for his like summer thing. Yeah, I, I, I you know, I, I knew I wanted a summer co-op. I, that was really important to me. So I probably would have taken anything I could have got at that right. point. And that's what he was doing. And so every time, you know, after that, then rejection became a little harder because Indigo wasn't so much a thing you had your sights set on for the summer. Yeah. Um, and that kind of led to another point, which is he started he started thinking about it as like, okay, you, you have to let it go in a little way where it's like you have a backup plan where you're like, if this doesn't work out, I can work on, you know, either my own business or I have another project or I have yeah, another I think my, company that I can work for yeah. from my past. Yeah, my backup was I think either either try freelancing or go back to the company I did my previous internships and at. And like even, you know... Which I didn't want to do. Yeah, and no, but you had another, like you had, I had hookup, a hookup for you as well and it wasn't his dream job either. I don't think they were ever serious about me if I'm being honest, but that's not the point. Well, I mean... You still have it set in place where you're trying to get backup plans you mm -hmm. know, for yeah. you. Yeah. Um, whether or not they're 100% there, you still have to plan for something like that. And that's when COVID hit for you at that point. You know, you were kind of like, oh, shit. Yeah, COVID <laughs> hit. All the interviews started becoming virtual. And I was like, wow. It was hard enough pre-COVID. Like, just nothing could happen for me now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, that just leads to, I think it, it shows you, Arya's story is not unique. Like, everyone has their own stories with similar, where you just get these hurdles, like, hurdle after hurdle after hurdle, and you just don't know what to do, and you're like, you just have to the keep universe going. hates me. But Oh, yeah. I, there I, were some interviews I'd come home from, and I just want to go, like, curl up in bed and be like oh yeah another bad interview <laughs> or even if it was a good interview i'd still be like oh you know they're, they're probably still gonna reject me like the other 80 places yeah and so <laughs> you have to you it's fine i think those feelings are valid but i had a few of those and then your friends started getting and all and that's another thing well, my his friends, friends had all gotten their their co-ops and that really upset him my friends not only had they gotten their co-ops they had gotten like year-long internships so their their final school year would have been pushed back and they would have like worked for a year and a half or something and then went back to school and i was like struggling to get just a regular summer co-op and that was kind of like really hard for me as well not not to say you know i, I was obviously i was very happy for my friends and they're all super super talented most of them 
<laughs> wow. Um, but you know, I, I, <laughs> but I was like, you know, how come? Like, what about me? You know, I'm like, I'm just as talented. <laughs> right. So I mean, this is the, the point is that he he was like in a bad spot, and COVID hit, and then all of his friends, funny enough, started messaging me like. Oh no, my co-op has been delayed. Oh or no, canceled. canceled. And he was like, "Oh my god!" And out of the blue, guess who messaged me? Out of the blue, lovely, lovely Indigo recruiter lady. And she goes, "Hey, we actually have a position we want to interview you for." Yeah. And this was probably like the crux of his giving up moment, where he's like, "Okay, oh, that was, I was done. on the verge I'm of done. giving up on life." <laughs> and. And she reached out to him and like a little angel. <laughs> like, literally like an angel came to him. And I and I and I told him this. He still I don't think he maybe you've changed your mind, but at that moment you were like, no, not true. I honestly think he talked to her, he impressed her, and she went back and she was like, We gotta make a position for him. Cause I don't think anything to read anyone other than you. Um, yeah, I've I didn't want to believe it at first because that just seemed ridiculous to me. It seemed too good to be true for that to be true. That, yeah, but yeah. But I, I. But I think maybe you're right. That probably is what happened. Because they interviewed him, and it wasn't even like my best interview. No, I, I think I came out of that. I remember yeah. I finished that interview because I did it at your place. Yeah. And then I came to you, and then I was like, "That, that wasn't the good." That didn't go as well as I wanted no. it to. Yeah, you. I think you had one of the problems, like you weren't the right way or whatever. Um, no, the problems were. To no. all my software peeps, the the problems they asked me were super simple. Oh, maybe that was it. Maybe you were like, it was super easy or something. It was just it like, just, he, I don't know he why. Didn't feel it, good. it didn't feel great. And he was like, oh, I don't think it'll work or whatever. And I was like, I honestly, I think they'll take you either way because you're the only one they have. And sure enough, they reached out to him. Boom. Four month co-op at Indigo as a co-op developer. Best co-op I've ever done in my life. Loved the people I work with. Loved my, my product manager to death. Anyway, yeah, I know we need to... Keshwar is giving me the we need to hurry up. We need to wrap it I up. I mean, like, he just shares his love with everyone, but who cares? I loved, I loved Indigo. <laughs> point, I loved Indigo so much. The point was that he got that job, you know, even out of everything. And it, that's the whole thing. You know, you have your goals. You have your expectations. They don't always happen the way you expect them to. But you, you should have that so that you're looking to get to that point, whether it's now or it's later. And... You work on those things, and he did. He like that's what we're talking about. You set up your tools, you set up everything you want, um, and then you network. And Arya did it through LinkedIn. I've done it. I found a lot of my jobs either through yeah, you do a drive job search. But when you do that, you usually find great colleagues. You find great people you work with, clients. Um, a lot of jobs just connect yeah. to other people. And as you do that throughout your career, you get more and more connected. And yeah. you just yeah, I, I added don't so know many where people, opportunity comes from. Yeah. I added so many people to my LinkedIn network just through the people that I interviewed with. Yeah. So you never know then what doors, what that opens doors up. You, you get from there. I mean, my job was my current job. I It can come from anywhere. And I got it from someone, you know, by doing small projects for them and then becoming full blown like part of their team and it may be something small and coming out of the blue or it may be something sudden that's like oh yeah it's what you wanted the whole time but either way I think it's being open to the idea that you know you know what you want and it'll come to you and holding out for it without being too desperate um 
that being said, I understand obviously there are people who have like yeah, bills to I pay mean, and things yeah, to do. Yeah, if you have bills to pay, the situation is starting to get a little dire, then you kind of have to take whatever you can get. And but... that's fair, but that's another point to that being is, you know, you can always take that job and still on the side be working on yourself and applying to other jobs that working are more... Working a dream job. Right. And yeah, absolutely. You should be doing that. It doesn't mean you're stuck in this. Sometimes it's just shitty. Like you're just stuck in this shitty situation. Um... But even those shitty situations, honestly, like you meet people that can be really great and you can have really good experiences and they can lead you to another position or another company in a different way that you never expected. And life is just like, you never know where it's going. Yeah. Just like this podcast episode. So hope, hope yeah, that was This is going long, 40 minutes. <laughs> you know what, baby? I don't think we're going to be hitting our 20 to 30 minute episode mark. Not with Very your often. storytelling skills. Okay. Well, this is... I'm sorry. This is who I am. No, I love it. Um, we <laughs> we hope you did too. But those are all the points, I think. Do we talk about creating a timeline? Because I think that's a good point to just talk about really quickly before we wrap up. I know you're like, yeah, you want to wrap it up. I guess. For those of you who are still interested and still here, there is one more point. And that is... Uh, Create a timeline for yourself. And yeah. what we mean by that is, let's say you're, you know, you're a student who's still in your fourth year and you're like, oh, I should start applying. I should start applying. Oh, but I have like this thing to do first. I have that thing to do first. I'll apply, you know, someday this week, someday next week, whatever. Or you're already in a job that you don't like and mm-hmm. you want to find a better job. But every day you come home, you're tired. You're like, oh, I'm tired today. I'll just do it sometime next week. Okay. Someday is not a day of the week, according to Dr. Phil. I like that quote. That's why I wanted to say it. Someday is not a day of the week, guys. Set a timeline for yourself. Tell yourself that by next month, I will have applied to at least 20 places, for example. Yeah, or set hours. Like, hey, every week I'm going to spend five hours working on this, and I have to hit that goal and that target, and then, you know, you're going somewhere. Um understandably you can't set a timeline for finding that job sometimes it happens sometimes right. it doesn't but you can set a timeline for, for the actions you take right and even just the application process the interviewing process um sometimes that timeline has to be crunched because like we said some people do need the money right away depending on your situation that's 100 percent fair but um just be aware of that and understand like where your finances allow you to have, you know, that leeway of, hey, I have enough finances to support me for the next six months. I can take it easy. I can apply easily. No stress. No worries. But after that, it's kind of like, oh, no, I, I need the money. I need the job. So um, just have that consciously on your radar. Mm-hmm. And I think that would be the last point. Anything else you'd like to add? I love you all. he has a lot of love for everybody in the world but anyways we hope this helped you um and just don't give up i think that's the number one thing you are always good enough for for what you want to do you just need to believe in yourself and you need to work on yourself constantly that's just something everyone should be doing to get better um and a hundred percent there is someone out there who will value you and appreciate the work that you do and the skills that you bring to them. Everyone has a, I think everyone has a purpose and a skill to drive them. Somewhere. Absolutely. Everybody does that. Yes. So have that. <laughs> all right. Well, this has been a long, uh, 
long episode, but we hope Time you will tell. It. Time will tell if this has been a long episode. This may be one of our shortest episodes ever. Oh, maybe. You're right. This is only the second episode. This is only so. our second episode. Time will tell. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to everyone who listened. Uh, I love you all as well. We hope you have a great... Great week. Great week. Until and we talk to you again next week. Yeah. And we hope you join us again next week because... I don't think we're going to say what our next episode is right now, but we have some exciting episodes coming your way. Yes, we do. Stay tuned. Well, for now, ciao, adios, love you all. Goodbye.